One of the reasons why Holton, Maine has a fairly low accident rate is the efficiency of the Holton Town Police. We're with the chief now, Joe McKenna. And Joe, I think that's an accurate statement, isn't it? Well, I think we are. If we look at the statewide numbers, ours are pretty low in comparison for the amount of population and traffic that we have out there. Joe, we've got a couple of bad areas, though, particularly the intersection of uh, Military Street and Main Street. That's kind of a tough place people should watch down there. We have... If you're talking about right here by the fire department, that intersection there, is that what you're referring to? Right here by County Yankee? Is that? Yeah. Unfortunately, when they designed the town the way they did, it comes to basically you have five roads coming together in that immediate area, or four roads, and it's all based on stop signs. Well, not everybody pays attention. It's a little obstructed view because you have to look back over your shoulder. So it's just a matter of what we need there is people to take time and patience and and make sure before they pull out. You know, the speed limit through the area is 25, and that's another issue we have to address routinely is speed issues coming down off the Driggs Hill, coming into town, the bigger trucks and cars and exceeding the speed limit. One question I want to ask you on North Street, uh, Joe, there are double lines, but people going north want to turn into places like McDonald's and so forth. They have to cross the double line. Is that possible? Yes. If they're pulling into a driveway, the double line is for passing purposes. It's to keep people from passing. But if you're pulling into a business or a residence or something, you can you can cross that line for that purpose only. Now, in order to keep traffic moving smoothly, you need a good fleet of cars. And I think that's maybe a problem. Well, right now, as of today, as we speak, I have four cars down out of six. So, yeah, we, we're, in a, we're in a situation right now, but we're working with the town council to try to get those things corrected. You know, over a period of time and high mileage, they, they slowly start to wear down in constant repairs. But we're working, we're negotiating with the town council about replacing a couple of them right now. How many patrol cars do you have out during the day? Typically, there's two patrol cars on duty. And then, of course, I have my vehicle. And then if the captain or the detective's here. So we may have as many as four cars on the road. How about at night? At night, typically, it's two cars. I want to ask you something about the Riverfront Park. I know they have a lot of uh, problems down there. I don't know if vandalism is as heavy as people might think. But certainly, uh, they have a lot of people that throw stuff away down there. We've had some vandalism in the past. We've made some arrests, which I think helped minimize some of the things that have happened down there. The biggest thing right now is people just leaving trash. They go down there, you can find cigarette butts, you can find trash, you can find bottles, broken bottles. This is supposed to be an area for families and kids to play, and the environment's not the best. So it's it's a matter of responsibility. Folks need to take responsibility for what they have down there. What happens if you find somebody doing it? What sort of a penalty do they come up against? Well, if we find they're doing criminal mischief or that they're, they're intentionally damaging property or they're breaking bottles, we can issue them a, a criminal summons. We can also issue trespass warnings to keep to keep them out of there and then should they return of course then they get arrested. Joe I know there's a drug problem everywhere you want to comment on it? We're not unique to anywhere in the United States we have heroin problems we have methamphetamine problems I think economy is it's economy driven issue people out there don't have work they don't have things they're trying to find an escape and unfortunately we're, we're in an environment right now where we have problems. Police forces seem to be under attack across the country, Joe. You want to comment on that? I know that uh, every time a guy puts on a uniform, he puts himself in jeopardy. And uh, people got to realize that the police are there to protect and not to offend the people. Well, if, if you look at every single video that's, that I've seen, and, and of course we only see what the media puts out there on, for us to watch, in every situation it's been where somebody broke a law, they were confronted by police, and refused to abide by the directions. And it became either it became physical. Somewhere in that physical, there were weapons involved. If you get stopped, 
do what you're told. The side of the road is not a place to address it. In the courtroom is where you have to address it, right, wrong, or indifferent. If you're being confronted by law enforcement, follow the directions, and nobody will get hurt. We're not out there looking to hurt anybody. That's not our intent by any stretch of the imagination. But we're also going to go home. So it's a matter of compliance and respect. Five minutes of respect, and the issue will be dealt with appropriately at a later date. Joe, a policeman carrying a, a weapon. Uh, they're always concerned about somebody with a concealed weapon. So they uh, sometimes they can get a little leery, can't they? I think the best way to deal with it is the state of Maine is a prime example. We have an open carry, and we also have a concealed weapon carry now. There's no permits required, so long as they can meet the requirements as far as the federal and state standards. The way I tell my officer to approach that is everybody has a firearm until you know otherwise. Because if you go up there with the unknown, bad things can happen. So if you go up there mentally prepared for everybody having a weapon, now, that doesn't mean that everybody with a weapon is a bad guy, but just knowing they have a weapon, they have an obligation to tell us they have one. That doesn't always happen. But if you go in there with the mindset that everybody has a weapon, that first step is already eliminated in, in the process of processing the, what takes place. I got a feeling that the national media sometimes roil people up uh, about racial profiling and so forth. I want to, uh, We don't have that particular problem too much in Maine, but have you worked in areas where that might be a problem? I worked in Central Florida. We had a large... We had a variety of different ethnic groups and religions and beliefs. Up here, we don't have that. Uh, we have a very small minority of uh, black African-Americans. We have a very small minority of, of Indian nation, tri the tribal people. But they're all treated the same here, uh, what I've seen. So as long as we approach it that, man that fashion, I don't believe we have that issue up here. Do you think too much publicity nationally on that racial profiling has an indication sometimes to agitate people? Well, I think the intent might be that down the road. But here's the thing from, from a law enforcement standpoint. We're all humans. We all have our biases. We all have our beliefs. We all have our religions. Those things you have to try to keep in check. But the facts are facts. You're, those things are there. So long as we're conscious of it, we train our officers how to, to deal with it. I don't believe that you'll have that issue up here. Joe, I know the border might be a problem here as far as terrorism concerned, although we, probably it's relatively small here in Maine, but it's still a problem um, both in the southern uh, part of the United States and northern part of the United States. We're very fortunate up here. We have some very dedicated officers doing the border job, whether it be at the Port Authority or the Border Patrol itself. To say that we don't have a problem here would be foolish on our part because we don't know if we have a problem. They can, anywhere, any one of our borders can be a problem because the, the manner in which we have today. You can cross with the best intentions. You can have all the legal documents, but coming in, coming in here to do harm, it's almost virtually impossible to identify those things. To, say, to, to walk around here and believe that we don't have an issue would be foolish on our part. We have to recognize that we are a border. We're a major border crossing. We know for a fact from past history that people who did us harm came through Holton. So I think that to, to have that mindset would be wrong to think that we don't have potential problems. Joe, how can the public help in that area and also in vandalism? Can't the public help? If you see it, call it in. That's all we ask is if you see something that's out of place. We're very fortunate in Holden. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows who lives next door. Everybody knows vehicles. If you see something out of place, whether it's a vehicle, a person, an open door, somebody that just doesn't fit the neighborhood, call the police department, call the sheriff's office, call the state police, whatever the appropriate authority is. Let us come out and check into it. If it's one of our citizens or one of, one of our residents, they're going to say, thank you for checking up to make sure things are great. If it's something out of place, then we're there to deal with it. The biggest thing for the citizens is just use their eyes and ears and let us know because we can't be everywhere. Joe, I notice on the national level because of the problems, uh, they're having a little trouble finding people to work in the uh, law enforcement area. Do you have that problem? Well, we've got 
got right now we have two openings and I have zero applicants. I don't know if it's because of our location, if it's because of the trends right now on TV and what's happening around the country. But yeah, we're having difficulty locating anybody qualified to, to fill those slots. Well, I think they're adequately co compensated. Uh, do they, do the salary is in the police department uh, compatible within business? Well, in, in the state of Maine, about three years ago, the Maine Municipal Association did a, a statewide look at all law enforcement. Um, looking at those numbers, and I don't know that they've changed much, the Holton Police Department is in the higher percentile of, of salary in comparison. Uh, we have a very strong benefit package. We have good working conditions, and we have a community that supports us, which is something worth its weight in gold when it comes to this job. Well, now, Joe, you've been here, what, a couple of years? Uh, are you happy that you've moved to Holton? We love it up here. This uh, this has been a very pleasant change. We feel very welcome. We don't feel like outsiders. Everybody here has treated us like we're longtime residents. Uh, do you have a family here, Joe? Just my wife and myself. Uh, any children in your family? No. Well, that saves a lot of problems. I, I know that. Well, Joe McKenna, I'd like to congratulate you because I think that you've done a fine job. You have a very fine reputation. And uh, Holton is really a wonderful place to live. And part of that is because of the efficiency of the police department. Well, we're a part of the community. And that's that was my big stress when I came here is we're not separate from the community. We are the community. And we have to think that we're not just police officers. We're public servants. And we have to think about how it affects the overall public. Well, I know some of the people listening now that might have got a traffic ticket or something like that. Oh, that police department, but uh, by and large, I think you're pretty well received, Joe. Well, if tra traffic tickets are the worst thing folks ever get, then, then that's been a good life.